We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome back to the Overtalk Podcast. I am your host, Highway, and with me is our lovely co-host. Hello, I am Aramori. Welcome back, everybody. Um, last week was pretty crazy. Um, I think that's one of maybe the best shows that we've had so far on Overtalk. Um, I'm I'm so happy that uh, we were able to have Karen come on and talk with us about some stuff. So. Um, just like a quick recap from last week, did you do any of like the tips uh, that we talked about? I did actually. I started doing the uh, the meditating before yeah. every, every major thing I did. It actually works extremely well. Yeah, um, I, I, like that podcast. Uh, definitely, it definitely took quite a bit out of me as far as like you know mental strain went so i just like kind of was like you know i'm taking tomorrow off and i'm gonna start doing as the, far as like the things and it felt felt great i mean it's definitely helped me get to sleep a lot better oh yeah um, and, and sleep is like a massive thing with mental health so if you guys didn't see that podcast it will be getting uploaded to my youtube channel uh pretty much immediately after this podcast is over so please watch out for that uh, i might actually push it back to tomorrow um, but either way, it will be going up on my YouTube channel, so be sure to go and check the, t- take a look at that whenever you can. But as for today, we have some stuff to talk about. There some was a mass- spicy stuff to talk about. <laughs> there was a massive uh, update that came through yesterday, and uh, you know, I- I've I've played a few games on it. I haven't played a ton on it yet, but I can definitely tell you I'm seeing a lot more Drunker Queen. Um, so we're we're gonna get we're- we'll get into all the changes here in just a moment um but yeah that, that's what we're going to be talking about today so i don't know you ready to just go right into the i'm into the i'm ready end? let's dive in because i got some thoughts feelings opinions and i'm ready i'm ready okay all right so let's do it this way i'm going to touch on what the uh, new event is right i'm just going to just read it basically from the patch notes i have it pulled up here this why my face is blue uh but i'm going to go ahead and just read it from the patch notes we'll read the event and then we will go into the balance changes, and then we'll actually talk about the event, because I know you're really excited to, to talk about it. You said you enjoyed it a bunch, so that's yeah. what we're going to do. Okay, so the new event is called Star Watch Galactic Rescue, and it says, Battle for the Fate for the Galaxy in this new four-point assault mode. Side with the Watcher Rebels alongside the mighty Bonebreaker to rescue three CHO from the infinite Galactria starship. 
or serve the infinite empire and use the starship security systems to defend against the intruders. Your choice will decide the fate of the galaxy for whichever side wins more battles by the end of the event will reign supreme. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was like a, a kind of like how they did like the de- the deathmatch thing to get the new statue yeah. on Ilios. Okay, that's cool. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I was about to say, it's kind of like the, uh, that was called Battle for Olympus. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. like that. Um, which, speaking of Battle for Olympus, that actually has returned for a limited time. Um, and there's a team deathmatch version of that as well. Um, so that, you know, since that, like you said, the statue got put up in, uh, in Ilios. Um, I don't think there's, there's not any reward for it this time around, but it's kind of there if you want to play it and have a good time. Um, but that's there. And then there's a bunch of exclusive unlocks you get for actually completing the, uh, Star Watch event, doing the, the, you know, you get like a and and that kind of stuff. I will say the sprays. I'm not normally a person to like really care about getting sprays from an event. But these, like, they're, like, kind of, like, posters, um, and they're all very, like, obviously, uh, Star Watch as a whole is a homage to Star Wars, right? Um, they, they have this very, like, Star Wars-esque feel to them, and they're so cool. They are so cool. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. sick. I agree. They're, they're very, very, uh, I have actually liked sprays, um, not, not. I don't use them all that much. Mm. Uh, I think there's something funny about just using the stock Overwatch spray. <laughs> yeah. money. But, you know, that that's just me. Um, but I do actually like the art that goes into the sprays. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of notable ones that come to mind. But either way, I, I'm, I'm really... I'll, I'll probably actually play this event quite a bit because I agree with the, the spray. Oh, sorry. You're going to hear my, uh, my cat Gerald a little bit during this podcast. Uh, he's a guest star. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> point is um i'll actually probably play these events for a lot of these unlocks because they're they're pretty pretty good man i mean uh yeah anyway we'll come back to this this event and we'll talk more about exactly what it is let's go into some of the balance changes that have uh come up um so for starters there's been a few changes to the ping system nothing really too too worthwhile talking in that um but what i did find interesting in the in the sort of like in between the cracks, which most people will just scroll straight to balance and focus on that. But something they actually put into the general updates was the push game mode respawn time change. So now, players who have the forward spawn unlocked, mm-hmm. they have a two-second longer respawn to kind of help the team that's behind, like, catch up. Okay. Right? So what this says to me, again, this is another one of those changes that's kind of bigger than... Uh, the the sum of its parts, I guess, bigger than what it looks like on paper. Blizzard is very understanding that push kind of sucks, right? It, like once you get behind, it's really hard to come back. And there's been video essays on that and all kinds of stuff. Gerald is over there walking yeah. across my head. Um, but anyway, the, it's kind of you know, it kind of shows that they're looking to change that and balance that, and they're going in the right direction by making the um. The team that's already ahead have some more uh, balance behind mm-hmm. it, I guess. This respawn change. They're trying to take so, the two CP away from push <laughs> as yes, much as they can. Exactly. exactly. So anyway, that that's a good change, and again, it shows that the devs are actually listening and trying to make the game better by player experience. Um, and then they had another thing uh, for the matchmaking. The uh, decay system has received some improvements to sort of be quicker and more accurate. Very vague, 
all we can really do is take their word on that. Um, but, I mean, any improvements to the matchmaking system, I think, at this point is welcome change uh, based off of what I've kind of been hearing and feeling from uh, the player base and, and my own experience as well. Um, but anyway, that covers the... And then also competitive death matches starting on the 16th, uh, for those of you who like that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it since season one, I'll be honest. Um, not a lot of you. But anyway, uh, maybe it'll be interesting because now tanks have been nerfed. I don't. Has there been a competitive death match since the tank death match? I don't changes? think so, no. Okay, it might be more interesting now. But anyway, point is, that's coming back. So, with those out of the way, right, the boring stuff, let's talk about what everyone always cares about, which is hero updates, all right? For starters, Drunkard Queen has got a ammo buff, which I actually think makes her feel a lot better to play. Um, her her scattergun, her primary fire, the ammo has been increased from 6 to 8, so now she can fire for longer. She's able to kind of put out more consistent damage, which I think, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 8 is actually kind of like the sweet spot from... I've only played a couple games with her, right? But I think 8 really is like that sweet spot where it's like you can really chase your your kills and chase your damage. Um, whereas with 6, it was kind of like you have to land like a one-shot combo or like, you know, really whittle someone down and hope that you have someone there to back you up. 8 feels a lot cleaner to me. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, they made the size of the uh, projectile for her her dagger bigger. Yeah, I that's is... that's crazy. That is a yeah, crazy change. Twenty five percent bigger, or sorry, thirty three percent bigger as well. I don't know if it needed that. Um, <laughs> and then the her uh, her like axe swing, her Reinhardt swing has been changed pretty significantly as well. Um, to do some upfront damage, and you know the wound damage has been changed from a uh, hundred to sixty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all good changes. And then of course, her uh, adrenaline rush, which is her her passive. Um, the multiplier has increased to two times damage from wounds, which is definitely significant. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a lot more drunker queen, and I like I said, I played a couple games of her, and she feels way better than she did before. Uh, what, what, yeah, what and think? and here's the thing: before this patch came out, okay. The meta was already shifting towards Junker Queen. Okay, so before all these patch notes came out, Junker Queen was being played in sort of like a old, almost like an old Junker Queen meta uh, with mm-hmm. like Genji, Soj, Kiriko, Lucio. Okay, and mm-hmm. it was being run, and people were trying to maybe play Winston against it. I think Winston was still better most of the mm-hmm. time. But you could play Junker Queen and kind of like play to counter the the comp that was meta. So it was being run a lot. It was being run in Owl. It was being run in Contenders. It's being run against me in, in scrims. And I have also played it in scrims. Mm-hmm. And then Blizzard said, okay, let's buff her. Let's, let's buff the hero that's already being played a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we're going from this kind of like well, a little bit diverse meta where people could play monkey, people could play diva, people could play ram. There was Sig, Fat Brig being played. Okay, very interesting, right? And now 
it's all just going to be Junker Queen. There's just no way. The, yeah. the time to kill Junker Queen now, from what I have felt and experienced in scrims after one day, she is impossible to kill. You, you, ha- you have to just ignore her. Like, and that's crazy, right? Because if you, just from like, just from like a common sense pers- perspective, it's like you either have to kill the Junker Queen really fast, which is really hard to do, or you have to go past her. There's a siren in my background. I'm so sorry if you could hear it. But, um, or you have to go past her and then she's just kind of free to do whatever she wants. So she she yeah. just gets to live and just kind of do whatever. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and right now uh, in scrims as like a support player, uh, someone who's playing like um, Kiriko a lot, it's so funny, like the little battle that's happening between Kiriko players and Junkrat players. It's like, oh, I have Suzu. Oh, I have Ult. Ooh, it's going to use it first. And then if I use Suzu, GG, my, my team's dead. <laughs> so it's either like, oh, I love my, my you know, I don't know, Genji who gets pulsed die, or mm-hmm. my whole team gets gets JQ ulted. It's oh my god. So JQ, she's crazy right now. And I would expect that when this patch goes live on Owl, because they're not playing this patch currently, when this patch mm-hmm. does go live on, on Owl and when you do see it um on contenders and um even like uh there's a, a tier three tournament today. It's called the mm-hmm. Star Tournament, which is not to be confused with Star Watch. Um, sure. I, I am sure you will see a ton of Junkrat being played. It's going to be a Junkrat, Junkrat, Junker Queen extravaganza. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And her, her like, her ultimate also feels like it builds really quickly. Is that is that yeah. just me? Like, yeah. It's like pretty pretty crazy now. Um, she's been powers like just power crept extremely hard um mm-hmm. and you know honestly so so what are people usually so tell us more about what people are running with like in tandem with the junker queen what's the the main comps we're seeing in, in these competitive formats yeah so usually it's like um versus another junker queen comp okay i'm i'm not quite sure like versus the winston you could maybe have like a tracer sombra or like a reaper um but versus other Junker Queen comps, it's kind of turned into this like either Genji or Tracer with the um, Junker Queen. And most of the time you're going to want to play like Genji. Tracer is kind of hard to play into Junker Queen. And um, you're going to have either like a Soge or an Ash on like longer, more Ash dependent maps. So it's kind of turned into this like um, like fast. I don't know. It's so strange because like you can't. Like it seems so counterintuitive. Like it's it's fast, but at the same time, it's like slow. It, it, do you know like Coliseo where there was that one fight in Owl where like both teams were just stood still on either oh, side yeah. of Bob, just waiting. Oh, yeah. A lot of fights like, are like, minutes. yeah, a, a lot of fights are like that where it's like, ooh, who's gonna use shout first? Ooh, who's gonna who's gonna get randomly one tapped by by Sojourn? Like, ooh, what's gonna happen? And so nothing happens. You're like, what's going on? Oh, who's gonna build Kiriko <laughs> first? Ooh. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a fast comp but a lot of times if you're like playing the same thing you're kind of just like waiting to like trade cooldowns and then it, that turns into a lot of people just kind of like standing still <laughs> looking at each other but yeah so the Genji is being played which flex DPS players rejoicing they're they're on their hands and knees thanking Blizzard right now um, mm-hmm. and then Sojourn Ash which is not bad in terms of like uh 
like we went from a hard tracer sombra meta maybe some reaper to genji soge i think the dps players are a little bit happy with that one if i if i had to say yeah and it, it seems odd to place genji in that comp against like a equal matchup in my opinion like surely there must be because you know that both teams are going to kind of just be lying and wait to engage mm-hmm. and you know so so the supports tell me about the supports again were they were they lucio kiriko is that what you said it was yep okay so that seems like a very difficult composition yeah to i know value out of genji into um so i'm wondering if we're gonna see some more rotation away from genji on the the flex dps role mm-hmm. um, that would be my my prediction personally yeah we'll see um i do know and we'll get into this um um, later, I'm sure, when we talk about her changes, but Echo um, has been changed a little bit, and I do know that Echo has been played as kind of like a pseudo-Genji counter um, because she doesn't really care about his deflect. She can just get him low with stickies, he deflects, and she just beams him. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She just wins the 1v1, right? So I do know yep. that people have been playing um, Echo versus Genji a lot of times in the past, and that would not surprise me now that with her new buffs, which again we'll talk about um that we see her a little bit more um yeah i don't know i i think genji is played just because of maybe his like mobility i i i really would have to like ask i have no idea why genji is played no freaking clue i just see him <laughs> i just see him and sure. i just started i just started to think him <laughs> sure <laughs> makes sense yeah i don't know i mean i, I feel like genji like i said i mean I understand wanting to have him in a team that's going to speed engage, right? Like for dive, right? Classic. That's a classic comp that makes sense with Genji. But like you said, a lot of the times when you have these JQ matchups, it's a lot of the poke cooldowns out and sort of more mm-hmm. slow-paced with a option to engage, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really see Genji as someone who fits into that team's purpose. Yeah, he has to get right? He he kind of is more like, yeah, he can poke, but it's very minimal, and it's mainly to set up engages, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, you see, let's just say a Cassidy, right? You see a Cassidy, you throw a few left clicks, and when you get that, like, triple hit, that triple body shot, that's when you're like, okay, now I'm going to go for the dash right click and deflect out if it doesn't work, right? That's more like how Genji plays the neutral, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like you really have an easy way of setting anything like that up. For Genji against that team comp. I mean, Lucio's too quick, Kiriko's too quick, gotta deal with Suzu, Sojourn's too quick. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna do it on a Junker Queen, right? You're probably not gonna do it on another Genji. So, so here's what I'll do I'll call the Overwatch League teams and I'll get them okay. on and I'll ask them, hey, why do you play Genji? <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just wait until they answer, honestly. I think yeah. that would be the. Yeah, that'll that'll just, just be the. I'll just put out like the bat signal, and then the rest of the podcast will just sit and wait for someone to answer. <laughs> okay, got okay, you. Cool. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, interesting <laughs> stuff. It's a very uh, interesting team comp, I think. So let's let's keep going down the the list here, right? So obviously, a lot of Drunker Queen getting played. A lot more is going to get played now that we see a bunch more thing. Oh, yeah. uh, and a much easier to land knife. I mean, the difference is night and day, right? It wasn't that hard to land before if you were not bad. But <laughs> now it's like really like, dude, I'll just like, oh, there's like three people strafing over there. That'll hit someone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Crazy. It's like a Hanzo log, but worse somehow. 
So moving on, right? We have some changes to Arisa. She got a yeah. damage buff. I don't uh, think that's really gonna do anything. <laughs> not too much to say there. I think Arisa's a really good, like, just anti-tank pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, she's kind of like a ranked pocket pick. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the other team doesn't have any DPSs. Their tank is just carrying. I'm just gonna go Arisa and, like, javelin push the, all of their plays away. Like, mm -hmm. oh, look, that person's pushing for a play. Let me just spin and back you up. While <laughs> yeah. And it's I... like, oh, my javelin spin ends? Javelin, right? Now it's like, haha, no play for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, d I definitely kinda... agree. Yeah. She she definitely feels like uh, a ranked, like, you've kind of, like, exhausted your options play. Like, if you're playing normally and, like, things just aren't going your way, it's it's time to lock the Arisa. It's like it's like on support. If if your if your team is just letting you down, it's time to lock the nails. It's time to go Moira. It's time to fade into yeah. the back line. <laughs> and I think Arisa's like I said. I mean, she honestly has like a a she's pretty good in ranked. If you know what you're doing with her, like you literally can shut down pretty much any other tank. So if you go against a, a tank that you know is really good and you trust that your DPSs are better, you can just go Arisa and make it so it's impossible for them to do anything. Right, you just literally hard focus the tank, and if someone steps out of line, then you can get a pick with your stun or whatever. But I've found a lot of success with the Risa, especially against like Reinhardt's and you know shit like that, where it's like if they get close to my team, it's like oh they can make a big play. Well, I'll just stop that from happening. Mm -hmm. Oops, and fortify and spins and all kinds of stuff. But overall, don't think she really does enough to, you know, be better than JQ, for example, or like be able to make the same plays that some of the other tanks can. So. I think that since Ram has been released, he kind of like stole her spot a little bit. Because now it's like, yeah, Ram just kind of does everything. He's kind of like, he can, he can brawl a little bit better than Ryan um, if if they poke a little bit first. And he can, he can poke okay. I don't know. I feel like there was like a niche spot where like it was like, sometimes you can go Arisa if like, you know, what you were saying like the other tank is bullying you and now i just feel like ram just does that better i don't know that's true yeah because he just punches through shields so. yeah <laughs> okay fair enough um but anyway i still like picking her especially against ram i think if you play her right she can mess with ram as well but maybe that's just me i don't know i might just be noob stomping so <laughs> we'll on to the next tank. listen all right <laughs> so moving on to the next tank we have a monkey change. Um, yeah. They made the center of his land bigger so that you can get that max damage on a bigger radius now. I'm cool with that. Three meters. And, I mean, it, it's just more like, I don't mind it, but really they're doing a lot of changes that are making the game more new player friendly. But the thing is they're doing it on characters that are actually skill-based, which is, I'm fine with i think mm -hmm. right i think the problem with uh overwatch historically has been we introduce a character whose full kit is new new friendly right i'm thinking like early brigida i'm thinking like mora right like a, a character whose full function is to be a option for players who are yeah new and a low skill floor and like a pretty low skill ceiling yeah yeah and i think that honestly with Overwatch moving a little bit away from doing that and just like doing things like this, where it's like, okay, monkey's obviously a high skill ceiling, right? Or high skill floor. 
let's make some little changes to kind of drop it some, right? And just let the players who are bad feel like they can get like at least some value and inspire them to keep practicing on those heroes. I think that's a good direction to go. Because they did the same thing with Drunker Queen, who I'd argue, despite being extremely strong, is also a very skill-based tank, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to know, I can't just walk out in front of the enemy DPSs and just run in, because once I use my shout, I have no, like, you know, I, I don't have that health boost, so I have to be doing damage to get my self-sustain, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that she's a skill-based character, and doing stuff like increasing that blade projectile size is actually good for making it more accessible to worse players, which is something I think Overwatch needs. But, uh, you know, I think there's a... It's, they're really towing a fine line here, in my opinion. So what do you, what do you think about the, the monkey change? I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to change too much. Um, in my experience, a good support player is not going to have a monkey jump on them. Right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't... It shouldn't impact you unless it's like... Um, it really shouldn't impact you unless you make a mistake. Then that monkey will jump on you, like right. So it it kind of like yes, it is like an overall like buff, right? But the you can outplay it. Like it's not like oh, monkey's gonna jump on me and I can't do anything and I'm gonna die. No, monkey has to get into a position to jump on you and then have full HP so he doesn't get blown up in the air. To then jump on you. And at that point, you know, it's like, oh, you can whip shot, you can sleep dart, you can zen kick. Like, there's mm. things that you can do. You can play environment. So it's not like, you know, a cast grenade where it's going to do 300 damage to your forehead, right? You can't do anything about sure. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there's things mm. that you should be doing to make sure that even now, like, or I guess previously, like, monkey shouldn't be jumping on your forehead and and if he is right um if that does happen you know your team or your supports um should be able to like help you right um so i'm just saying like it's preventable if you're a good player it shouldn't impact you too much um if you're a bad player hmm, what are you gonna do (laughs) right yeah jump (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It's not going to really change much, but I, I do like the direction. Mm-hmm. Again, I like to look between the lines on these things, so I, I do like the, the direction that's going. So let's uh, let's let's keep going here. We have a, a lot more changes to get through. I kind of want to pick up the pace a little mm-hmm. bit. So Wrecking Ball, his adaptive shield uh, <laughs> duration has been reduced. They nerfed him. They nerfed the poor guy for no reason. <laughs> like, he's just not being played at all, and they're like, you know what? We need to nerf ball right now. He's in my rates games. He's so strong. <laughs> Don't care. He deserves it. No respect for wrecking ball players. Oh my except goodness. For, for ball OW. That's the only ball player I respect. Sorry to break it to everyone. Anyway, Echo is next. Her ultimate cost got reduced. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate generation that it does has been decreased as well, which I think is a net nerf, in my opinion. Um, maybe her ultimate's already kind of bad compared to where it once was, right? Like it, it can mm-hmm. get some good value depending. It really depends on what they're running, right? I mean, if they're running yeah. Ash, for example, fantastic ultimate. Dupe is really easy to quickly get a Bob, and Bob is an insanely good old, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you go for a tank, I mean, 
it depends, right? If you can dupe a JQ and, and manage to build her ultimate, then hey, that's good too. But there's really like a lot of ways that you can mess up dupe. And with the reduced health on tanks, I think it's like just gotten significantly worse than mm -hmm. it once was. Um, I will so say, I so like... I have played against Echo quite a bit since the mm -hmm. changes. She has her ult consistently every fight. It, it kind of feels like nano or like a coal, like in terms of just mm -hmm. like Moira Coalescence and in terms of just how fast it builds, it really is just like every single fight she has it. So it's less of I'm going to use a big ultimate to, you know, win the fight. It's more of like I can go in really deep, I can copy Diva, and then I can keep going and then like have stickies again for when I get out of my copy. Um sure. I even had like an echo, I was just messing around in quick play playing DPS. Um my whole team died. Um they copied Mrine. And they let me shoot them out of copy so they could fly up and kill me on on Hanzo. And I was like, oh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> how, did, how did I well, let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, it's kind of like uh, when people use Diva Bomb as just a right. like, it, like instant heal tool rather than going for the big, the big right. bomb play. Okay. Exactly. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, th I think even though... Yes, I can see that there's now a new use for it. I still think it's overall a net nerf because yeah, she is not as strong. How much, like all that's pretty much the the more you make changes like this, the more it's going to be like oh well, that's all I can do with it now, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I, I can see that I can I can still see it being decent. Um, anyway, so that's the echo change. Drunk Rat got a half revert on his mind damage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My my favorite part is that they once again nerfed Ana. Praise yeah. be. Praise Why? be. That hero has for such a long time been sleeper broken. All right? And I've told you this. I, I hate Ana. I hate that character. She has an absolutely asinine amount of heal output for being a hit scan character that can also switch to projectile for movement. Right? And also, her hit scan is like super aim assisted as well, in my opinion. Right? I feel I find it very hard to miss on Ana. Her anti grenade, or just her grenade, is both an S tier ability for winning a team fight with an anti. Well, it's kind of gone away with Kiriko, but for a long time, it was like an S tier ability for winning a fight off of anti. And it's also an S tier ability for saving your tank. Right? It's like, oh, my tank is about to die. I better throw my bio grenade and instantly pop him back mm -hmm. up to full health while he shields or uses a some kind of sustainability, right? And then Nano does not need the burst heal. That is the most annoying shit ever. I hate Ana. And Sleep Dart has always been easy to land as well. I don't care. Alright, yeah, I see all the oh I slept the blade in Genji. It's like congrats. If the hitbox was normal, you would have missed. You know what I mean? Sorry, I know you're an Ana main, so I'm probably hitting a lot of strings here. <laughs> but you know, I just um, I, I I think it's definitely easy to hit on like tanks, but um sure. with like the nano Genji thing, there's like a lot of like mind games going up between like the Genji player and the sure. Ana. It's like, oh, am I gonna dash? Am I gonna reflect? Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Right. So there's sure. a little bit of mind games happening there. But um, I will say this is the second patch in a row that Anna got nerfed, and the sleep dart change already was pretty bad right like it mm -hmm. didn't make her unplayable but it definitely took a lot of like the 
um, her survivability away. So, like, Monkey, again, was being played a lot previous patch, okay? Um, and mm-hmm. Joker Queen is just really hard to play on it into because that comp, if you're playing something that is slower, like a, like a lot of times people are playing, like, um, a diva on a brick, right? Um, the Junker Queen comp would just kind of like run at you and just kill your Ana, and that's really hard. And you kind of just have to go Kiriko, right? So you can do the JQ mm-hmm. and and survive, right? So it was already a little bit hard to play uh, Ana, um, but the place where she was acceptable to play was versus um, monkey comps or diva comps, okay? Because she mm-hmm. could monkey primal, okay, sleep the primal, okay, his primal's done. Okay, you did your job. Okay, um, maybe they're running Ash. You can sleep the Bob. Bob's done. Okay. Well, now that they have changed sleep, right? Monkey Primal and Monkey Nano are a lot scarier uh, mm-hmm. to deal with as a support player. Okay, so anytime that <laughs> anytime that you're playing versus like a Monkey Comp and you're on it now, and they have Primal. Instead of, okay, I'll sleep the primal and we can run away and we can rotate. It's more like, okay, team, they have primal. I'm going to sleep it, but I guess just trade me later, guys. I'll see you next fight. Like, it's 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 hard mm-hmm. now. And then this patch, they said, you know that nade that you use to, like, keep yourself alive? Like, maybe when monkey jumps on you and, like, you need to nade yourself for, like, 100 HP. Um, how about we make that, like, almost half? How about we make it so you only get 60? How do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> so now yeah. it, it's kind of turned Ana into like this. Um, you have to hit your sleeps. And even if you do, you're not guaranteed to live uh, anymore on tanks at least. Um, and now your nade, you're, you're just not going to get, you just can't survive anymore. So I think this, this might be what knocks Anna away um i i think it's for her own like survivability she just can't anymore um maybe on like some longer maps with brig um sure but monkey it's just so hard now she used to counter monkey and now monkey counters her that that's my opinion it's hard it's a hard life good. here <laughs> good i'm an Ana hater bro i'm i don't know if anyone watches basketball but i'm like a i'm like Anna Skip Bayless. Right? If anyone watches basketball, that's gonna land. If not, doesn't make any sense. But point is, right? I hate Anna. I've always hated Anna. Sorry. She has Anna she has been really strong. I I think it is interesting um where to see like a meta where she isn't strong because she has just forever been strong. And I think the direction they're going is more so for bap and kiriko to be stronger which i don't know i don't know how i feel about that we'll see yeah so real quick want to quickly shift us here for one moment this show this week is sponsored by better health and it's important we talk about this um we spoke about a lot of mental health stuff uh last week on the podcast um but you need to be taking care of yourself, right? Speaking of Anna not being able to take care of herself, <laughs> you need to be taking care of yourself. Uh, when you're kind of always there for a lot of people, right, where you're, you're always helping others and never working on taking time for you, you can feel pretty burnt out and pretty stretched thin. And it's important to, to have those uh, moments of escape and moments of self-care. 
And one of the best ways to do that is actually through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a fantastic service. I highly recommend it. Like I said uh, last week, I actually know someone in my current household that uses it. Look, start using it pretty soon myself as well. Um, and just seeing all the stuff that they have for all walks of life, all all kinds of stuff, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. They give you so much value for so so little from you, right? All you need is time and and with our promo code, a little bit of, of money to subscribe, and they they will absolutely. It's absolutely life-changing. It really can be life-changing for a lot of people. They have stuff for first responders. They have stuff for depression, for anxiety, for everything. Um, and it all comes with the subscription. You can take the, the courses as much as you want. If you are interested in understanding how your mental health is affecting your brain, they have courses for that. Otherwise, they have therapy sessions that also come with your um, with your subscription. So if you need to talk to someone, if you need guidance and help, from a professional that will be there to, to help you sort your life out and and get on the path to self-improvement. They can do that. And the best part is it's a, it's all online and it's totally flexible to your situation. For example, if you don't want to be on video chat, you don't have to be on video chat. If you're one of those people that just likes to, to text, to you know have more confidence behind what you're doing and what you're saying, that is an option. So there's really not anything to stop you from getting help that can really just alter your your general mood and make you feel better day to day. Um, and you know, if you're someone who feels like you're alone, you don't have to be. BetterHelp is here for you. And as I said, we have a promo code. So if you want to get that um, that that discount, just use our our promo code. Let me let me pull it up here. Sorry, it's uh, BetterHelp.com/slash/overtalk. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash overtalk please make a good change for yourself i i can't stress enough how important mental health is for everyone doesn't matter who you are it is important for everyone whether you are feeling like you are at the top of your game your life is is peaking whatever this will only help it be even better or if you're someone who feels like you're at rock bottom and have no one this will also help you it, it everyone should consider getting professional help so thank you so much for the the sponsorship better help we appreciate you and uh, i hope to hear some of your guys's you know success stories uh going forward with this because that actually means a lot to me as well mental health is a really big topic for me it always has been so betterhelp.com slash overtalk thank you now shifting gears back to where we were um let's go ahead and let's talk about uh the patch notes so sorry i had to i had to cut in there because we we were you know taking a lot of time to get that's these, okay but there's a lot of stuff to talk about here so immortality field has had a cooldown reduction yeah um don't like that really um as much of an ana hater as i am the only reason she the only reason i don't hate on her more right is because there are other supports in the game that are like they're, they're just fucked man i mean why why do they need to be so strong dude why do we need a character that has like a self-invincibility dash does more damage than a lot of dps's has like an ins absolutely asinine amount of healing has an invincibility cleanse and has like one of the best ultimates in the game why, why do we need that man why can't we just have like 
good supports that do buffs and healing and have like a a little bit of fighting power why do they need to be like these superheroes that it's like why would i even play dps when i can do the same damage but also heal my team it's absolutely yeah and you've stumbled across why flexport is the best role of the game (laughs) like it just is (laughs) yeah it's been going it's like dude chill out man if the supports don't need to be handheld this much right Stop with the stuff that's like, but like uh, just the, the the disconnect and like someone creating Baptiste abilities and it's like yeah, what should we have in our first person shooter? Let's have an AOE invincibility. Why, man? Why? Why do we need that? Just no, go the other way. The cooldown should be increased to sixty seconds. Fuck Baptiste. All right, don't like that change. Don't like that direction at all. No. Um. I think Bap is always been a pretty strong hero, but again, like Immor and his like shift are on pretty decently long cooldowns to where it is very easy to like catch Bap out and like blow him up. Okay. Um mm-hmm. I think he is a very, very um survivable support and he does not like it it feels like he should have a lot of survivability but uh that guy that guy dies he dies quick okay um so if you're not running like a brawl mirror um i don't think it's really hard to play bap without like a brig right so i said to you earlier that we were seeing some like sigma bap brig comps um and i have a feeling now like if they do anything to tweak sig even more or like buff brig like that comp could be a lot more scary right because um just bap is just good right he he just is good you were saying it he he does as much damage as as a, a dps player he outputs a lot of healing and then he has like really good cooldowns right mm-hmm. um i will say though like um i think it's still, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence of like, I feel like if the enemy team is playing like a hard dive, it should be really hard for like Bap to get like, there's a word on the tip of my tongue. Um, I can't figure it out. It's gone. It's gone to the wind. It it should be like uh, easy for Bap to get uh, or hard for Bap to get value out of his cooldowns like it should just be using to save himself and then it's like okay well we got bat left bad okay now we could go with something else um but it's just hard it's just really hard for for teams to do that so i don't know i don't think two seconds is going to make a huge change but i i get i again i agree i don't like the direction that it's heading yeah um and see oh go ahead um i think again like Things like Suzu um, should be kind of what we're... Suzu and Lamp should be kind of what we're staying away from in games. And things like the Life Weaver-like platform is what we should be going towards more. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because like a lot of the discussions we've had about balance, I think, reflect the way that like 
we, we haven't really had like full dis. I mean, we have with Anna, right? But like our disagreements, I think, are reflecting the way we kind of view balance in different ways. Mm-hmm. My way of viewing balance is like very much isolated to a hero, right? Rather than like state of the game as is. Because I think that until it, it hasn't always been that way, right? I think probably around when right before Overwatch 2 is when I started like taking a look at characters in isolation rather than in the entire game state. And I think that looking at balance in the entire game state is actually how we've kind of worked our way into a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll agree because, like, that. for example, yeah, like, for example, let's take like goats, right? That's the easiest, e- easiest meta to it, hopefully people remember it. If you, if you're new to Overwatch, uh, Ghost was essentially a composition that had everything in its toolkit and was completely dominant. There was no way to beat it unless you were one specific top of the like top notch team, Chengdu, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you were not beating Goats. You just had to mirror it. And when Blizzard saw that, they were like, "Well, no one's playing any DPS." That was another thing. It wasn't like roll locked, so you had no DPS. You had three tanks and three supports. They're like, well, no one's playing DPS, so let's just buff the shit out of all the DPSs to make them compete with GOATs, right? Didn't work. And then what happened when they actually ended up nerfing GOATs and targeting the problem? Well, now all these DPSs have been power crept to beat GOATs, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than looking at heroes in isolation, they looked at the game state as a whole and made changes about that. And what happens is once a character comes out as strong they end up buffing other characters to compensate, and if they ever go back on what they did to that character, now these characters are buffed and the other character gets back to where it should be, right? So for stuff like supports, right? I'm talking about how I hate Ana. I think she needs more nerfs, right? It's easy to say something like, um, or, or like, let's, let's do BAP instead, right? Let's say BAP, right? Talking about how, you know, his cooldowns are really strong, and immortality is something we should definitely move away from. That's something you and I both agree on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that people might look at that and be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because BAP's already not really played, and him having a two-second reduction cooldown, that's not going to change whether or not he's meta, right? But the problem is that if he ever does come back to being meta, like you were saying, now now it's like a problem. And I think that if we just started going character by character and started sort of creating a core fundamental in the game and balanced around that instead of always balancing around a constantly shifting environment, we'd have a better game by the end of the day. It'd take a a long time, right? But we would end up with a much better game, I think, right? Just wanted to to go on a tangent on that. I don't know. What what do you think about about that? Um, I definitely think it's an interesting way. I've, I've never really thought of it in that way before um and i guess my my counterpoint or like my additional thought is one that might be kind of newbie or maybe something that um is from the beginning of like overwatch and it it kind of is the thought of right now we have a meta okay um it's the Junker Queen meta. Obviously, she's really good, right? Um, but in an ideal world where we are all the smartest people in the entire world, maybe that's not the meta comp. Maybe it's like Ball or something. Maybe it, maybe True. it's maybe it's something that we haven't even thought of yet. Like we we just haven't 
experimented enough. Oh. Teams can't. They don't have time to experiment, especially in OWL, right? You have to prepare for tournaments. And so if something's being run, you just mirror it and you go, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will agree that I do think in, in that world where, like, we kind of just accept our own ignorance and we say, okay, like, Junker Queen Comp is good, but maybe we don't know what's the best. Maybe we should just be bouncing around like individual heroes because you never know when some um oh god, what was the name of that EU team that played like May Torb? Clockwork Orange or um Clockwork Vendetta. Yes, right? They came out on this Clockwork Orange is a movie. (laughs) (laughs) They came out on this really like unorthodox composition that people are like, why are you playing these like like crap heroes? And then they rolled everybody, right? And, and it was just something that people hadn't thought to do. And it became like a comp that people could just pick up to cheese, right? So yep. mm-hmm. I think there are still things like that that we are still actively figuring out. And that was a very prevalent part of the last patch was people going, oh, monkey's super good. Everybody's going to play monkey. And then people went, well, actually, hold on. Diva, okay. Diva's pretty good. And then if we play Diva, well, we can probably play Brig, and then maybe we can play Hanzo. And then it was like, oh, Monkey's not so great anymore, is he? <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, so we, we figured things out, and, and we kind of, like, uh, moved away from what we thought everybody, like, everybody thought was going to be hard meta. So I will say, like, in, in terms of, like, meta and, like, figuring things out, I, I would like to, to see individual heroes balance more, for sure. Yeah, and um, we're we're actually running. Uh, we're we're kind of running up on time here. So let me let me just finish off the patch notes. Um, mm-hmm. and what, rapid one, fire. One Let's go. I want to make one other interjection. I want to make. I actually think Diva has been a massive sleeper pick this entire time. I love Diva in Overwatch too. And I think the only reason, maybe this is a hot take, the only reason she has not played a lot is because all the people who were like actually good tanks. And like knew how to position with Diva and like actually work her abilities to the maximum back when she was very like skill intensive and she still is, right? They're kind of just like gone from the game. They've gone on to do other things. And the new wave of tanks that has come in are more prone to playing tanks that are straightforward and how to get value. With like um like with Diva, there's a lot of uh what's the word? Like not niche, not um there's like fringe value, right? Where it's like you have to know exactly where to position to get the most out of your matrix and be able to really like take control of the game with Diva, right? There's a lot that goes into it. I think she's a super high skill cap uh, tank, right? And I think a lot of people just are more prone to playing a character like Drunker Queen or like Reinhardt, where it's like, yeah, there's still a skill cap, but it's not as significant as diva is right they can get the same value on a you know on a a easier tank but anyway let's move into the rapid fire for the uh the patch notes okay kiriko her kunai reloads after 65 percent of the animation is completed um which i think mainly it's just a small quality of life thing so a lot of times with kiriko you just be constantly like interrupting your own reload and so they changed it nothing crazy yeah well i mean it, it Technically, over the course of a game, that's going to be more than just a quality life of life thing, because it means that now if you're really uh, like 
if you're really conscious of that reload, you can cancel it a lot more and get more actions per minute and more like overall healing and just like stat output. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly it, like, it's not crazy. Yeah, unless you're min maxing, I mean, that's a pretty straightforward. Um, and then Life Weaver, you can't pull Reinhardt's when they're shattering anymore. That Let's sucks. go! The Life Weaver changed no. me all. We all wanted. <laughs> I like Life Weaver trolling. Okay, I do. Um, and I experience it a lot in my games when I'm playing DPS. I get people who are like, oh my god, he's half health. Let me pull him off of the high ground behind the enemy. I was playing a game yesterday, right, where I'm like, I'm in a perfect position. Okay, It's on Route 66. I'm set up on the bridge. The The attackers have to walk under, right, to like go and, and on first point. They have to like walk under the bridge and then go and fight on the cart, right, under the roof. I hit in the, the, the tunnel. And I swing out, and it's like, oh, no one's looking at me, right? Headshot of Hanzo. He turns around, hits me with a body shot. I kill him. After I kill him, and I'm half health behind them, my life weaver sucks me all the way from the high ground, past the gas station, and right in front of the enemy Reinhardt. It's like, it's great. great. Now he's just going to walk it. Oh, I'm dead. Okay. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you. I had I a really, I had a really similar, uh, Thing on I think I was playing like Romantra and I was I had like my ult I was going in I was going ham I was perfectly fine but my my health was like maybe a quarter but I was like chasing down their mercy like there was no threat to me they were all dead and their mercy was one HP and I got pulled all the way back to my team and I just did the thing where I just like slowly turned and I looked at that life we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be interesting if you could reject the pull and yeah. still take advantage like the invincibility you know what i mean it's like you're fighting someone and then it's like oh life weaver pull and you can like reject it you know what i mean well, maybe and, like, cancel it yeah or it would be cool actually if you could cancel it at any point during the pull so oh, like you cool. can get pulled on the like, high ground like mercy and stuff, ga and, like, kind plays. of yeah yeah like so like you could like time it well and go from one high ground to another or like you know, stop in the mm -hmm. middle or like right in front of someone and flank. Like you could do some cool plays with that. Imagine like a Reaper ult, right? Where you could like now suck him further closer to people or something like that, and you could stop it and, and get kills or something. But I think that'd be an you can just change. pull Reaper ult. Like he doesn't even have to. He just still goes. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like if he's Reaper ulting and you pull him, if you want to put him in the middle. Oh, like, I okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Life Weaver here, enemy team here, Reaper here, right? If he ults and the enemy team is like just out of range and you pull him on Life Weaver, you're just gonna pull him past. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking, what if you could cancel in the middle, right, and be like, yeah. you know what I mean, like stuff like that. It'd be be interesting play. But anyway, okay, let's move on past balance. Let's go into the event. What do we have for the the event? Okay. The Star Watch event. So Star Watch, we we talked about at the beginning of the um episode, but uh, there's a mouse on your webcam <laughs> a little cursor <laughs> um okay um yeah so starwatch is you're good starwatch is a four capture point um pvp arcade mode um where you either get to queue up as the infinite empire or the rebellion and a couple things to note the infinite empire is always defense okay so they are always going to be um already set up okay and their team comp is um, you get to choose between two tanks, Sigma or Diva. Your DPS options are Soldier, Soge, or Bastion. And then your one uh, support, because it's a 4v4, 
is either Brick or Mercy. So, and this is on Horizon Lunar Colony. So think about what is a good comp on Horizon Lunar Colony that we, we've definitely seen many times before. Hmm, what could that be? <laughs> maybe, maybe we like to play some Sigma Mercy Soldier or Mercy Soge, okay? And mm-hmm. just sit up on high ground and be really annoying. Okay, now imagine you also have turrets scattered around with an absurd amount of HP that Mercy can also damage boost. They're destroyable turrets, okay, but they are there and they only shoot, shoot the Rebellion team. Okay, mm-hmm. so that, that, is, that is the Infinite Empire. It's very strong and I guarantee that a lot of um, newer players to the game are going to struggle, especially because they've never seen that map. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, where am true. I? Cool. Yeah, um, cool. They just made a new map for Overwatch 2. Awesome. <laughs> so the Rebellion team, now this is interesting because it is 4v4 in terms of playable characters. However, to kind of even things up, um, Blizzard gave the Rebellion team a hard Doomfist bot uh, called Bonebreaker, who is on the Rebellion team to assist. And you can, just like anybody else on your team, this game mode, you could revive them, you can pocket them. He's, he is on your team, he's in the game, but he's a feeder. He just goes in and does not care. It's so funny. Um, and the hero choices for the Rebellion are Hammond or Monkey for your tanks, okay? So keep in mind, we're playing into uh, Sigma or Diva here. So Hammond or Monkey, okay? Ash Torb, there is no option. You have to play Ash and Torb into... Yeah. Into um, a pocketed, most likely a pocketed Soge or Soldier, okay? Or Bastion. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then um, your support. Okay, keep in mind this is monkey. This is monkey Hammond. Okay, your support is either Lucio. Okay, either Lucio or Bap. Okay, that those are your options. So already, okay, you're having a Bap that nine times out of ten it's it's going to be so hard to heal that poor monkey or Hammond that has to play into a pocketed DPS with a shield on the enemy team. It's hard. It's it's really hard, and they're just sitting on high ground, and then you're like Bone Breaker, but it's a it's a it's a four v five. Yeah, Bone Breaker is not doing anything, guys. He he's going in and he's dying. Um, sounds horrible. Yeah, so it, it's really tough for the rebellion to win. I have won multiple times on both, but the times that I was playing on the attack, uh. As the rebellion, it was like I was sweating. I was I was like working my nine to five, and then on on defense playing the infinite empire. I'm like la la la. This is so fun. I have turrets. I'm <laughs> popping off. Um. So a couple of cool things about this event. Okay. Um. The four capture points actually feels really really incredible. It feels so nice. Um. They are a little bit faster to cap than your average like um like TCP or hybrid. Um. So that's that's really nice, and it opens up a lot of like parts of the map like if we think about tcp uh like full sky like right out of spawn on attacker you would never use that part of the map like that was very seldom like you had people go into like the building on like the right side or you know so it it, parts of like horizon that you just would not use um are being Mm -hmm. used as capture points and it's really fun it's really cool um it puts a lot of like uh 
like more interesting plays of like, oh, where are they going to come from? Where are we going to set up? And they move in this game mode. It's not set capture points. So the first one will be in a in a, a spot, but it will differentiate each game on where that spot is. Um, so it could be on the bottom floor of the building. It could be like to the right side. It could be to the left side. So it changes every single time. So it, sure. and as um, defenders, you don't know where it's going to be until uh, it unlocks. So that's pretty interesting. Um, hmm. And you don't know where the next one is either until it unlocks. Um, yeah, sounds like a. I mean, I have not played it yet. Full disclosure, I've not gotten a chance to play it. Um, it does sound like a. Uh, it, it sounds like it's. Honestly, I I think that if they balanced it a little more, yeah, it might be even better. Yeah. Sounds like uh, <laughs> rebels have a pretty uphill battle to to do. Um, yeah, having definitely. a bot on the team, which is actually a lot of times <laughs> a liability more than I, I mean, does it give ult charge? Uh, I think it does. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Man. Um, I think it does. Man, that's tough. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> like there is a mechanic in the game where anybody can res anybody. So if you fall, you have to wait like five seconds or something, and then your team can come and interact and pick you up, right? Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, like the Doomfist bot would just die, and then like he just get picked up, and then he go and he die again. So it was just kind of like whatever that he didn't really do anything. Um, I will say there. A couple of things I, I do really, really like from this game mode, and I hope that we continue to see either brought into PvP or even just like maybe they're showcasing some early PvE stuff. But there is mm -hmm. interactable um like things within the environment on the map, okay? So the first thing is that there's these little gravi gravity canisters that um when you break them, it will grab, it's the same radius as grab, um, anything near it and it, that applies to both teams so you and the enemy team can both be stuck in a graph together <laughs> and and anybody can break it um and those cool. are set up all around the map and that is a really really cool thing and it opens up a lot of like playmaking things of like woo, they're gonna touch the point oh i'm gonna grab them um kind of reminds me of league those like uh little i don't play a lot of leagues so i don't know what they're called but i know i've seen a ton of league clips before and they have these little things in the jungle that you can hit and it'll knock you over walls and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Just like that. Yeah. It, it's it's really interesting and it feels like healthy for that to be mm -hmm. an option. Um, and then also on to the fourth capture point, which you will only ever see if you're a uh, crazy rebellion team. Uh, at least in mm -hmm. my case, I've not, I've not seen the fourth capture point unless I push there. Um, there is an option or there is a like timed thing where all the gravity will just shut off. So you can just oh, like gotcha. jump straight into the air and, and do some crazy stuff and just like float around. And, and that, that's always fun. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, that that's pretty much the patch though. That, that's pretty much all the update. Um, and that's also all of our time for, for today. So it's, uh, you know, I, I hate to cut it short cause this is a good conversation, but we've already ran over our hour. So we really got to, get going here but yeah, no uh yeah we'll, we'll talk more about uh you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this sort of stuff next week and i know there's a sigma bug that you want to go over so yeah we'll do that we'll, we'll make sure we talk about that next week uh i wish we could have gotten to it this week but you know we just like talking about balance here man that's just, that's just how it is all right but uh anyway thank you guys so much for watching be sure to check out better help 
please, I, I'm begging you to do this for yourself. Betterhelp.com slash overtalk. And uh, we will see you all next time. Our our stuff is uh, down below our heads. Give us a follow. Yeah, right. ne- next week, Tuesday, 1 p.m. PST. Make sure you come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.